Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and in for a treat today are you guys who get a chance to, to kind of sit in here with us as we talk through Iowa's win against Penn State. Again, welcome, welcome to Hawk Talk, man. This is what this is about. And without further ado, let's jump right into it. First and foremost, I got to introduce my man, my, my I can't even call him a guest anymore. He's a, he's a host, my co-host. I got to start giving him the title. I'm going to give him some more respect. I don't give him much respect in person. I'm going to give him some more respect as we do the show. It's my brother. I love him, man. I love him. We're going to jump right into it. This, is, this man is my resident guest host. He's two-time All-Big Ten, three-year starter at offensive tackle, luxury real estate mogul in Chicago, Illinois, Mr. David Porter. David, say hello to the people, brother. Hello, my Hawk Nation. Always a pleasure to be here, man. Yes, yes, yes. And with that, we are going to keep with our theme of added, having student athletes, current student athletes join us on the show. It's been an awesome treat to have these guys uh, that have, have been able to dedicate their time. You know, student athletes uh, you know, have a ton of uh, responsibilities on their plate. They don't have a ton of time to themselves. However, these two, uh, count it two, we got two this week. These two student athletes have made time in their busy schedules to come chop it up a little bit with us here on Hawk Talk. So without further ado, let's jump into the first young man. He actually made a little bit of appearance on the show once before out of Louisville, Texas, better known, well, I should say Marcus High School, uh, down there close to, uh, to Houston, I believe. And uh, this young man has been nothing but stellar. Actually, the reigning defensive player of the, the week in the Big Ten, uh, six foot, 185, out of, like I said, Louisville, Texas, senior uh, cornerback, Mr. Matt Hankins. Matt, thank you, sir, for joining the show, sir. Yo, what's good? How are everybody doing? <laughs> good? That's good. good. Doing amazing, man. Doing amazing. Thank you for joining us. And then we also have, like I said, we have two guest hosts jumping on with us today. This young man is out of East Haven, Connecticut. Uh, really a young man who has over the years, just shown his ability to, to make plays. He's been a reliable target for this, this Hawkeye offense year after year after year. Honestly, I gave him the title of being a senior because I'm like, man, this, it seems like he's been performing since 2015 for me. That's just how I feel. That's what it feels like. But the young man has been <laughs> on the field, just continuously making plays when the ball comes to him, you know, whether it be on the fly sweeps, whether it be, you know, or, or whether it be a 44-yard uh, 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 post problem. I, I don't know. You know, it could be something like that. This young man coming out of Notre Dame High School out of East Haven, Connecticut, has been a ball player for us, and we appreciate having him. Scored the winning touchdown for us the other night uh, against Penn State. Nico Regani. Nico, thank you for joining the show, sir. Thank you. What's up, guys? Appreciate it. Happy to be here. Hey, man, absolutely. Happy to have you, man. Happy to have you. So, man, hey, we're not going to waste much time here. We're going to jump right into this thing. So, Penn State Nittany Lions, guys. Penn State Nittany Lions, the number – Four team in the nation comes in to face off against the number three team in the nation in Iowa Hawkeyes in, in legendary Kinnick Stadium on Duke Slater Field. Uh, David, got to jump into it, man. You know, we had this weekend, we had a chance to, to connect in Iowa City. It was tremendous. The environment was, was electric the entire weekend. Everybody knew what the matchup meant. Um, Talk to us a little bit about what that felt like in the city as a as a fan, as an alumni coming back and, and feeling everything. Hey, hey, we also had alumni weekend for 
for, for guys that got a chance to come back as well. So talk to us what it felt like coming back to Iowa City and being a part of all the festivities leading up into uh, the primetime matchup. You saw it as well as I did. The, the area, I mean, it was just electric. You know, the, the, the crowd was in, into it. The fans were into it. Even leading up to it, it was this nervous excitement that when we got into the game, it was like a powder keg that just exploded. We were waiting for that one, that one spark to just explode. And we saw that 12th man come in there and just really bring it home. Oh, my God. Yes, did they show up. And we, I don't know how many false thoughts we had, but we had, I, I believe we were three, at one time we had three in a row against Penn State false starts. So that, that kind of lets everybody know how loud that crowd really was at that, at that game. You know, we, we came out and I'm going to, it is what it is. We started like we started, like we always started slow, just slow. We were out there and it was, I'm going to call us the heart attack Hawks. That's kind of what we, what we, where we are. Now, we start out slow, and we, we just keep going. Our, our special team keeps us in there, and our defense keeps in there. And then all of a sudden, we get this one, one play that just changes the game. All right? We get that one play, and it was on a blitz. It was amazing. It opened up, and that, that <laughs> got that hit on the quarterback, and he went down. And next thing we know, there goes Big Mo coming on our side, and the crowd just got into it. The, you can see the team, the step, everybody's bounced. It was just different. That swagger we kept talking about, I could see it from all the way up there in the stands. You could see it start to change, that momentum. Everybody started to have that swagger. Then we came back with vengeance, and there goes the game. We came back. We were down, what, 17-3, and came back and won 23-20. Yeah, that was a heck of a victory. It really was. Nico, great catch. Oh, my God. Dude, talking about timeliness? Yes, that's exactly what we needed from you at that time. Holy smokes. Hey, the, our offense is opportunistic. You know, <laughs> we, we get a couple plays here and there because our defense is so amazing. They really are. And, and Matt, I know I, I like you, dude, but like six feet, really? Or, I mean, I'm not, whatever. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We really are. I, you know I love you, little man, but it, it is what it is. But I'm just, I just got to be little, man. What? I mean, I'm like, you know what this is. You've seen the like. You, we take pictures together. I'm, I'm big, yes, and I'm, and I'm tall. But like, the defense keeps showing up. It's great that they keep doing that. Defensive Player of the Week all for the Big Ten. Matt Hankins, well deserved leader on the defense. I, we called that at the beginning of the season, right? Legion of Boom. Here they came. And then we had our Australian Aussie bomber. This dude. <laughs> How many times did he pin Penn State within that 10-yard line? So he pinned them inside their own 26 times, inside their own 10, six times, pinned them inside their own five, three times, inside their own three, three times. Oh, my God. I mean, at one time, it looked like he was playing catch with his, uh, with his gunners. I mean, he kicked it, and they caught it. <laughs> Roberts just seemed like it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just saying. So, like, it was a great game. It had everything you, you could think of. You know, we came, we had our comeback, we had our ups, we had our downs, but we came out with the victory. And at the end, we stormed the field and the entire crowd went nuts. So, yeah, it was a great game. If you weren't there, you missed. Oh, my God, did you miss? Yes. yes. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. One for the ages. No question about that. So I'm going to kick it to these two young guys. Let me start off with you, Nico. You're the newcomer here. What was that experience like for you game day? I mean, clearly, three o'clock uh, kickoff, you know, you got 
You, you guys got off the practice field on, on that Friday, the day before, and you got all that time in between then and, and kickoff. Man, what, what is that like for you guys uh, heading into a game like this? Uh, I mean, we knew it was going to be one of like the biggest games we've all ever played in before, and it, it definitely was. I mean, leading up to it, we knew there was going to be like a circus. We had box sports out, outside the Pentecost all on Friday, and leading up to the game, we knew that Kinnick Stadium was going to be rocking the whole entire time, and it definitely was. Like David said, the fans caused like three false starts in a row, which is something I'd never seen before, and it was it was rocking in there. The fans were rowdy, and that's all you could want. Mm-hmm. No question, man. You know, and when you talk about that, man, it reminds me, if I, if I can lean on my own experiences, it reminds me of 2010, uh, with, when I was with Carolina Panthers and we had that big beast mode. Uh, and uh, when things was, people, I started calling, when, when we started having those false starts, we started seeing those penalties happen on that offensive line for Penn State, started calling the, uh, our team, our fans, the 12th man, because that's what the Seattle Seahawks fans are called is the 12th man because of the factor that they bring into every game. You know, they have probably one of the largest, longest streaks in terms of causing teams to have false starts. And that's directly an effect of, of being a part of that 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 loud that's uh, the the overall you know just the energy and as loud as they got uh, the other nights is very similar to what I saw uh, all those years in Seattle. So that twelve man was a definite uh, factor. Um, man, Matt, you know you got a chance to see, you got had a chance to see uh, Kinnick in some major games and, and majorly loud, man. Had you seen anything similar to what you saw last Saturday night? I cannot say I have, you know, just like Nico said, the three false starts and just the drives after that continuing false starts. I don't think I ever seen something playing like that or watching on, on TV. So you could definitely tell that the crowd was a big factor. And this was the first time in my five years of being here, hearing the crowd being called the 12th man. So that should say something right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they definitely deserve that. They deserve that glory because they definitely helped uh, with that victory. It was, they were louder than I could ever remember. And that environment was one of the most electric of any environments that I can think of uh, being at Kinnick. And so just like David said, if you weren't there, you missed out. Man. The energy that was there was tremendous. So with that, man, let's jump into the game a little bit. So we saw, like uh, David said, it was a little bit of a slow start, like we, we've talked about throughout the season. Um, it's one, one of the things that, uh, that was striking to me is that um, regardless of how the offense was playing, the defense is still continues to play with the same type of intensity. Now, it's not to say that the offense is not playing well. The play calling is, is you know, at times questionable, in my opinion. However it always seems to come and, and turn itself full circle. And what I saw uh, from the offense, uh, David was, you know, he talked about the slow start. However, they picked it up and were able to pick up some key first downs and, and keep the ball rolling early on in the game. Yeah, them being able to sustain drives, give our, our defense uh, some time to recuper, or recuperate and rest to come back out and do what they do. You know, that's what we need. We don't, we don't always need our offense to score, but we do need to sustain drives, right? Our defense is clearly the strength of our, of our team right now, right? They're in, we've been talking about the continuity that they have right now on every level. It, it's just something we're not quite there yet on offense, 
you know, our offensive line, we're still young. We're still missing out some on some uh, some pass off with twist games. You know, we're still making some technique errors as the uh, offensive line, especially, you know, I hone in on the tackles, you know, opening up the gate. That's a big deal for me. Um, you know, once we start to eliminate some of our own mistakes, we're going to start to see that um, we're going to start to see that offense turn around and start to click. And those long drives will start to produce more touchdowns. You know, we got to we got a field goal. Great. You know, we want to, once we, our defense pins them or once our special team pins them and our defense gives us a three and out, we have a short field. We want to, we don't want to just drive to get a, a field goal. We want to drive and get a touchdown, you know, but we're, we're getting the drives. We're starting to get those field goals. We're starting to get that. And it's not like Penn state is any like a slack, uh, uh, you know, some kind of slack of a team. They're number four in the country. At least they were until they played us. Not that I'm saying, but like, they're good. That's a good defense. That's a good team. They really are. And based on who we were playing in that kind of environment, I thought our guys played performed pretty well, especially for being, I'm going to call it fairly new, you know, and like being a starter role and being there day in and day out and having a limelight on them. They did a really good job. No question. It was, um, <laughs> I, there were certain things that you and I were talking about during the game that we felt like there's areas of improvement. There's always areas of improvement regardless of any season that you're coming through, right? There's always something to work on. Um, but this, this group is gelled. We talked about, you know, being a young group, um, but they've gelled. Um, it's, it's been an ongoing process, right? Hey, so we, got, uh, we got Nico Regani here. Nico, man, talk to us a little bit about that. You got a chance to, you've had a chance to work on this offensive side of the ball. Um, talk to us a little bit about how these young offensive linemen have come along and gelled a bit and, and how that has, you know, continued to help this offense move forward. We talk, before I say that, we talk a lot about the running game and the running game has, it's had uh, some good games, some games of uh, career best for Tyler and um, has some games where we've had some subpar performances. Talk to us a little bit about the, uh, these young guys on the offensive line and how the offense is kind of moving forward uh, and growing with these young guys. Yeah, so even before the season even started, Brian Ferentz, Coach Brian, would always talk about how we had a, a young team, a young offense for sure, and not using that as an excuse, but knowing that each week we can continue to grow and grow and get better every single week as the line and the receivers and everyone else on the offense like continues to get experience and playing against teams like Penn State, like elite pass rushers and elite DBs, we're just going to continue to get better. And that's the good thing about our team is that we young, we're young, we can continue to grow. And having such a great defense and great special teams, like putting us in position every single time we touch the ball to get the ball in the end zone definitely helps us out. I mean, every time I said it in the interview on Saturday, every time the other quarterback throws the ball, I really feel like one of our guys is going to pick it off. Mm. And every time Torrey punts the ball, I feel like it's going to be inside the five-yard line. And they keep setting us up and – Soon we'll be able to click and have their backs like they always have ours. No doubt, man. No doubt. Hey, this is the, the number one sport in the world in terms of team effort. It always takes a team effort fully. Um, Stats-wise, Spencer talked a bit about him. A 17 for 31, uh, 195 total yards, two touchdowns, one of which going to my man right here. The game-winning one going to my man right here. I uh, had the one interception. It was a little bit hot, hot and high. Right, it came in a little bit, a little bit, a little bit fast, a little bit heater coming up there, and the man had to throw his hand up. I saw it, but it looked like it was that. Listen, I played in Green Bay, and I saw Brett Favre throw the ball, and 
you don't want to get hit with one of those passes. It's one of those deals where you, you will dislocate something if Brett connects with whatever that is. But, you know, see, that, that did result in the interception. It was the one the one uh, glaring issue, or I would say the one glaring fault in the, in the early first quarter. Uh, it was set up a score for Penn State. However, it obviously didn't create the only uh, – it, it didn't upset the team. Tyler Goodson, Eric Taylor Martin, you know, they both together went over 100 yards. Um, as a team, we went to 110 yards. Um, the receiving core was led by my man here, Nico, with four receptions, 73 total yards, and that 44-yard bomb for the touchdown way to finish, uh, followed up by our, our man uh, Johnson. What am I saying here? What am I saying? Uh, as well as Lachey and Goodson. Man, you know what? You can go through these stats, but at the end of the day, it wasn't the prettiest of games, right? Nico, it wasn't the prettiest of games, but we got it done on offense, man. So we struggled early. And how did we turn it over? How, how did we turn it on? How, how did, what, what was that thing that clicked on offense uh, that caused things to turn over? Uh, I mean, just like pushing it back on all the work we put in the offseason and everything, like going back to all that stuff. And like I said before, just the defense continuing to put us in good situations to score. If we keep fighting, then we're going to score sometimes. And just being the most physical team out there, I mean, like you said before, Campbell knocked out their quarterback, which was a big turning point in the game. People are saying Penn State would have beat us if he played the game. But if we're the more physical team out there and we're hitting their guys and, and they can't play physically with us, then that's just going back on how we trained and just continuing to fight every single down and trying to get the big plays to win the game. No doubt, no doubt. So you, you mentioned, obviously, you know, defensively, but – the big factor, key factor, is special teams. And uh, Caleb Shudak hits two huge field goals into a driving wind, a wind that is swirling. He has two huge field goals uh, to help out in the game. And like the, like you said earlier, David, uh, Tory Taylor, I mean, the punts have, are, have been amazing all season. But uh, to get three within down the, there inside the three-yard line, uh, six inside the 10-yard line, is is unheard of for a punter on any level. Uh, Matt, talk to us a little bit about what that does to set up your defense. It's the, the punt, the punt for an, from opposing offense is the first defensive play. And so what does that do for you guys as a defense? And, and how do you, how do you address, or, or I should say, how, how much more confident are you going out on the field knowing that you have a punter like, um, like Tory Taylor? You know, it's it's a great confidence boost. You know, we have a punter like him, especially when he pins it down on the one, two, three yard line for their first drive of the game. When the crowd's into it, you know, it makes it a lot harder for the offense to to dig into their bag of tricks of what they want to do. You know, they got to play it safe from the jump. And as we see in the first play through a pit, um, unfortunately, we only got a field goal out of it. But you know, it's it's always a good thing. You know, scoring points. So it's one thing we will continue working on and just you know keep getting better at it. Mm -hmm. Hey, it's, it's an ongoing process. Hey, Nico, you get a chance to work against this guy as well as everybody else and what David and I have called the, the, the New Age Legion of Boom. Talk to us a little bit about what working against Matt and, and, and Riley and those guys in the secondary, how that has helped you guys. Because we always talk about iron sharpening iron. Talk to us a little bit about how those guys working against you guys have helped you all in practice. I mean, it, it definitely helps us uh, a lot. I mean, going against, like, the best defense we're going to play all year, makes us 
better every single day. I mean, I can line up anywhere outside or inside and I'm, I'm playing someone who's going to be playing football for a long time, whether it be Hankins or Riley or Dane Belton or Kerner, Kayvon. I mean, the list goes on with the DBs out there. Like they could all for real ball out there and going against those guys every single day definitely makes us better. Oh, no doubt. And so Matt, you know, same question for you, man. Iron sharp as iron. How does it, how is it uh, working against this offense? And then are you surprised at all with, with the performance that uh, this offense was able to put out in the second half? Nah, not surprised at all. Like Nico said, you know, iron sharper and iron and whatnot. But, you know, going through fall camp, spring ball and all that, it's just, it's always good competition. You know, it gets a little chippy here and there, drawing back and forth. But like I said, that's that's just competition. And with that, it builds each person's uh, skill set, you know, and I think that's just what we're doing here in practice, you know, just continuing to build each other up and, you know, just having fun while doing it. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about, man. Competition is what sharpens iron. Competition is what brings out the best in everybody. But, uh, you know, that, and that's what really creates an opportunity for a team to be uh, poised and prepared when those uh, difficult times happen and you, you're able to come out with a W like that. Um, so, David, you mentioned it earlier. My man Matt here, defensive player of the week. Uh, this defense is flying around, man. It's been it was uh, was difficult early. I think that uh, Penn State's offense definitely has the weapons to really cause trouble for any defense. I mean, you can ask Auburn, you can ask all the other offenses or all the other teams they play. Obviously, offenses. Um, what I mean, we talked about we talked a bit about uh, Jack Campbell's hit on Sean Clifford um, and how that turned the game. Talk to me a little bit about how um, ultimately how this group as a whole uh, just performed. I mean, the, the seesaws of how this defense, this defense definitely was the same throughout against a, a very strong offense. And I guess my question to you is uh, what stood out to you outside of that Campbell's hit uh, that really just, just exemplifies what this, this game was like? So, and I know, um, I think this, question got posed to our defense earlier. It's like some people were saying their defense is lucky. Like they, they're, they're so lucky. They've been lucky in this and what they've been doing. I'm like, well, depends on how you define luck. Like we, I, I remember when we were back there, we always define luck as being prepared for an opportunity. And like when, the first thing you have to be is prepared, right? So you have to be able to see the opportunity. Our guys are in the right place at the right times to recognize the opportunity to take advantage of it. Now, if we're gonna say that's lucky, our defense is very, very lucky. Lucky enough to be one of the top defenses in the nation. What are we, top two, top three? Right, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty lucky. We have a very lucky defense. They are very opportunistic. We have a, you know, Matt Hankins, you have what, three, three interceptions this year? I mean, our defense has, I don't know how many, you got three, two. Yes, sir, three. Okay. We're looking at our defense that has, I don't know how many takeaways and people keep saying it's lucky. I'm like, yes, yes. We're very lucky. We recognize opportunities. We're in the right positions at the right time to take advantage of it because we've prepared for it. Our defense is very opportunistic and they are very lucky. And I will take that, uh, you know, I'll take that tag every day. We're going to walk around with horseshoes in our pockets if if that's what they want to call it. But the defense, they're physical, they're tough. They're technically sound. They're in their positions. And the one thing I noticed about our defense, they get back to neutral. 
very quickly. If they have a plate or hey, something happens, you don't see them losing it. You don't beat three top 10 or three top 25 teams in a season, two of which are top 10 with a, with a bad defense. You know, with a defense that goes with the highs and lows and just rides, and rides with their emotion, whether it's high or low, depending on how they're performing. These guys are steady, they're rock solid, and they just stay the course. They go out there and they do their job. And best yet, when they're done playing, they do the, they, they do the job, they take care of themselves. I've seen the, I'm looking at them and their continuity out there. I'm looking at how they're out there playing. And really, they're almost at the point where I, I see them competing with themselves. I'm like, hey, I should have been there. It wasn't even the other guy, it was me. When we're at that point, when we're really competing against ourselves and looking at how we can be the best version of ourselves, that's when you're out there really playing, like everything, mind, body, and spirit, you're having fun. That's what our defense is starting to do. When we talk about that swagger, they're starting to be out there having fun playing with each other. The opponents don't even really matter much anymore. That's a great thing. No doubt, no doubt. Definitely puts them in that position where they can, just like you said, play with a lot of swagger. And I would say that um, the, the, the other factor that, of that is you build confidence. You build confidence moving throughout the season that uh, regardless of what happens in the game, regardless of what transpires, regardless of the ebbs and flows of a game, you have a chance. You have a chance, especially with a defense that, uh, that, that will continue to create turnovers and continue to stop offenses uh, from creating big plays. So um, now is the time right, is 23-20 win over the number four team in the nation. Now is the time to start thinking about things, right? Now's the time typically when things start coming into your mind, right? So start with you, Nico, right? You're number two team in the nation. What, uh, what stops you from being a Big Ten championship, Big Ten champion this year? Uh, I mean, probably thinking about that too much and not focusing on what's happening this week. I mean, we talk about this all the time. People are going to start like being all over us now. Everybody wants tickets and wants to come to our games and all stuff like that. But that's not something we got to worry about. A couple weeks ago, nobody really cared about us. And, and if we take, if we don't take advantage of the opportunity like Alabama did two days ago, then we'll be kicked right out of the big 10 championship conversation, just like, anyone could be if they don't take advantage of the opportunity. So just staying locked in and focusing on these next six days, going foot as hard as we can on the gas. And then after this game, we'll be able to take a breath with the bye week and then right back to work after that too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's exactly right, man. I mean, you have a bye week coming up, obviously Purdue next week. Um, I don't know if many of the opponents that you guys are facing moving forward um, are, you know, above 500 at this point in the season. Uh, Matt, what do you guys need to do to make sure that you don't have a lull moving forward, making sure that, uh, you know, you stay focused? What do you have to do as a, a senior defensive captain? Um, what do you have to do to make sure that, that the, the team stays focused on the next game? Uh, the biggest thing that I'll be trying to tell the guys is we just got to keep our head where our feet is where our feet are at, and, you know, that just means, you know, you can't think about too much in the future. You can't think about the past. So any bad play you had in the past, you know, wipe it. It's always a new week. It's new motivations and new coming. So we just got to keep taking a day at a time and go start with uh, meetings afterwards later today and coming back the next day, going to practice, meetings, finishing out the week strong. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So with that, man, I think, the, I think you guys have been amazing. But uh, the, the, the last thing I want to hit everybody with, uh, David, I'll start with you. Um, and that I kind of started off with you. But David, what stops the Iowa Hawkeyes from being uh, from running the table and being Big Ten champs? Kind of, kind of the same question I just asked, Matt. It's, it's very simple for me. What, the, what stops Iowa? It's Iowa. If we don't continue to do what we've done this season, which is to get better, if we don't continue to stay the course and continue to work hard, if we, continue, if we don't continue to stay zoned in like these, you know, these gentlemen have been saying uh, and keep our, our nose to the grindstone, right? As Matt was saying, keep our heads where our feet are, right? If we don't continue to do the things that we've been doing to get to where we are, it, it, it'll fall apart. You know, all this stuff will start coming in and they'll find cracks. They're there. You know, they'll find weaknesses. It's like water. It's going to find the crack and then it'll get exposed, just like Alabama did. As long as Iowa continues to do what Iowa does and these guys in there continue to gel together and they remain those that, that Hawkeye I don't call it brotherhood that they have right now. Right? This is a really close team. They continue to keep that there, you know, and, and silence all the outside noise. Yeah, it'll be good. The only thing that stops Iowa right now is Iowa. No question. And I think I would definitely echo those sentiments. Uh, slow starts aside, um, anything else that, uh, that the negative aside, this group is the only group that has to worry about this group. Nobody can creep in and, and be the deterrent for this group deciding where they want to go throughout the rest of the season. But it's clearly within the hands of these two guys that are part of this, this, uh, this program today. And obviously the, the youth that has to continue to grow and uh, grow up quickly throughout the rest of the season. But uh, it's been a tremendous ride so far, guys. I really appreciate the fact that you guys can make the time to jump on with us. Um, 23 to 20, huge win. Number two team in the country. Uh, next week, we'll be playing against the Purdue uh, Boilermakers. Uh, any, any quick thoughts, uh, Matt? Any quick thoughts about uh, what you've seen out of the Boilermakers? Yeah, you know, we just excited for the next opportunity. You know, it's, it's the next one, so it's the biggest one. And, you know, prepare the same way we did the last week as is we did the first week. So nothing should change. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nico, I know you haven't gotten a chance to watch too much film on them yet, but what are you feeling like uh, like you're going to get out of this group coming in? Uh, I mean, we're going to get a tough fog tough game like we do every time we play another team in the Big Ten. I mean, like Matt said, if we don't come in ready to go and treat this game like it's the biggest game, which it is just like last game was the biggest game and the week before that was the biggest game, then – we could lose the game. So we got to stay level-headed, focused, and locked in on Purdue. There it is. There it is. You heard it first from two guys that got to put on those helmets and get ready for this upcoming Saturday. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and say that that's been our show. Um, thank you all for joining us. I'm Colin Cole. This is Hawk Talk. I'm joined by David Porter. Uh, today's guests have been Nico Regani, wide receiver number 89, Matt Hankins, defensive player of the year, and uh, – Defensive player, you will be defensive player of the year. Keep on doing what you're doing, but you will be defensive player of the year. But defensive yeah. player of the week, uh, Matt Hankins, 
Uh, they also got a chance to join the show with us today. Thank you guys again. I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to this next upcoming game. Great win the, the past, this past Saturday against Penn State. But like you said, on to the next one. So excited to see this next game. Uh, join us again, everybody, for the pregame show for, for Purdue as we talk about those Boilermakers in preparation for that game. And uh, until then, thank you all for joining me. And God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Thank you all for joining me, man. Appreciate y'all for us. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.